Hello, my name is Jay. And I'm Harriet Tugsman. And the winner is... The Days of Our Future Past Saga-type dialogue is finally over. We say that now. I won, y'all. She won. She's a winner, baby. I am your 2023 Mixed Rock Bar. Winter. Winter winner. Winter winner. Wait, so there's a winter and a... No, I just... I said I was trying to go for winter, and winter mm. came out. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Wait, Take Me Off Speaker. We are sitting here with... Of course, I'm Jay, but we are sitting here now with a freaking winner, baby. I'm so... Goddamn proud of you. The way I screamed when he said your name. Ooh, actually, I have it on video. I'll send it to you. <laughs> it is aggressive. <laughs> Tell me how you're feeling. Very full. Okay, okay. Mentally, like, overwhelmed in the best way. Physically shambles. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just, it was really, it, it's... It, it it's kind of like the Hallmark Hallmark movie experience where like competed last year, didn't place. Mm-hmm. And I said last year, I was like, I'm not gonna say no to any gigs. I'm going to try new things and push myself in a space. And it felt like, you know, this year of just growing, trying, and it felt very it felt like, okay, yeah, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Mm-hmm. So I feel real good. And it was, and shout out to like the amazing group of girls. Unfortunately, one of them could not perform. Uh, Taina, she caught the flu. So unfortunately, she wasn't able to perform in her finale night, but she is fast tracked. She will be in the finales next year of 2023. So watch out. Oh, nice. I thought he said that she was moving to the semis or the semis. <laughs> it could be, it could be finals. I'm not sure. We'll push it to the finals, but, um, honestly, but that was great. I got to compete with, you know, Taina, who I start, I did my first drag show with, mm-hmm. uh, last year in 2021 and Ivy Snow first drag show. So those have been my sisters. We were all in the finals. Um, my, I was, I don't want to say my newest, but like my road dog, Temple Grande, who was also in the finals with yes. me, which, she was also first runner up, so it was like two bearded bitches took the top two spots, That's which I was right. like, <laughs> period, uh, period, uh, period, uh. I was gonna say, uh, you know, being being able to stand back and kind of watch Temple's full performance because I've seen her do like numbers here and there. I've never seen her do, you know, extended period of time, uh, and I was like, oh, when she. First of all, I just, like, I mentioned it before, but, like, true faggotry is the church. <laughs> Especially when it comes down to, like, the, the robes, the ceremonial robes, the first lady's hats to their, you know, Easter attire. Sure. So, like, seeing her in that, like, reveal into, like, her, her Jesus, her, her bejeweled Jesus look. Mm-hmm. I was done. And then she brought out the offering baskets. And it was perfection i was gathered <laughs> one because and i was just like and i went to try i was like you got those off amazon didn't you like, i did and i was like we're about to bedazzle the hell out of this <laughs> <laughs> i know the face is long baby that's a lot of bedazzling um but also shout out to angela mansbury who is just such a total kind 
and dope performer. She is the queen over here in Astoria. So if you're in the Astoria area, please check her out. Our second runner-up, Vanity Levain, who is just... Talk about wanting to scratch someone's face. <laughs> I was going to say, she's gorgeous. She is so stunningly gorgeous. She's also very young in the way, but you would never know it because she holds herself in such a matured and seasoned way. I, I, this was, this was such a fun experience and it was such a fun experience sharing it with these girls and performers. Um, it was, it was just, it was, it was a great night and it was, if you're a queen listening to this or a drag performer, please do the Mixed Rock Bar competition. Last year we had 15. This year we grew to 26 performers for our semifinals. So I think we should continue growing that. Um, because this is the bar that I am very happy to say that it has every different type of performer in that space. So please come on in. I know I dog walked a couple of these other, uh, <laughs> competition shows that are in the New York area. And I said what I said. What are we at? We're at two now? Two, two different ones that you dog walked or just the one? Which two? I've only really dog walked one. Okay. But hey, if, if a walking is called for, it shall be done. <laughs> but, um, thank you all to who, who came out. Thank you all so much. That was such. It was, it was, I, I felt the love and I'm not an emotional thug. So this is the last. You were on that stage for a hot second there. I know. And I was just like, fuck y'all. <laughs> I hate that. But, um, it was good. It was good. And thank you. Thank you, Rache, for being my body double. <laughs> Maybe we'll find a video of the, of the entrance and post it on. Oh, I got page. a good one. Oh, great. Perfect. I have a good one. We should, we should let the, we should let the listeners see that. I was, like I said before, just so excited to see you up on that stage. And I'm just like, I, I just keep thinking about seeing you at your first show, you know, and just how much you've grown as a performer, not just a performer, but like, you know, taking everything into account, you know, how thoughtful you are with your mixes and how you work with the uh, crowd and you're trying to think what is what is everyone else doing and how do I want to change that? Like I can see you going through that thought process when you put things together. And let's not forget the fucking makeup has grown. I know. Like a beauty. Like I was looking at myself like the other night. I was like, I have never ever painted like this before. She was looking good. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Had to remind yourself of who you are. But it was funny. Like I was like, uh, Zane had posted a photo of like last year and I was like, woo. I remember the second performance I ever did with uh, Misty Mountains uh -huh. at Icon. And I just remember my body completely falling apart. And by body, I mean like pads, titties, all those other things. I just remember I learned the most valuable lesson I ever had in, my, in that one performance where everything went wrong. And what was that that you learned? Amazon can be your best friend, but can also be your enemy. Mm, wow. With the clothes, didn't get the right clothes, didn't get the right fit. I didn't wear any other type of undercarriage. So like my pants kind of came down and my shirt came up. So you just saw nothing but like why you saw the back of house. <laughs> <laughs> you saw the back of house. So like it was just like a great moment of like a lot of lessons put into practice. Mm hmm. But I mean, hey, that's what you got to do in the beginning, right? It's a lot of learning lessons and this is how you build and, you know, win a fucking pageant. So. Yeah. Now it begins. 
So what what does being Miss Rockbar entail now for you? For me, I want to increase the amount of POCs that perform in that space and also increase, as I've mentioned before, this bar location is right next to the Christopher Street Piers, mm-hmm. which historically has always been a space for the BIPOC community, queer community, um, mm-hmm. specifically when we start talking around the ballroom culture. So I want that to kind of stamp itself being like, hey, this is a space where you can also come in when y'all are done kicking and gathering outside. Like, I want it to be a home for everyone. Yeah, because we always see them walk by. You know, we always see and them walk come by. In. And, and, come and that's, in. that's what I used to do. And I talked about this. I was like, I used to walk past Rock Bar all the time before I felt comfortable going into gay bars. Mm. So I want to make people feel comfortable. And so hopefully just being that face, changing a little bit up of, you know, what's going to happen in that space as far as what I get to do with my Friday shows. So I'm hoping that this increases the POC body in that space and also makes it, you know, that space for all of us to use and utilize. I love that. You just, you know, you mentioned the Christopher Street Piers really quickly. So I just kind of want to touch on one thing that, you know, I always experienced during Pride and I didn't really think about it until just this moment. That is, like you said, it's generally where, you know, our BIPOC queer uh, family tends to spend a lot of time. And I just keep thinking about how over-policed and guarded and boarded off mm-hmm. getting to the Christopher Street Pier is every year during Pride, mm-hmm. especially this past year. There was a point in time where I was trying to walk from Urban Bear over to Rock Bar. And, you know, I'm seeing all of these, all of these black, specifically black and Hispanic queer people you know, arguing with the police. I'm like, what's what's going on? It was at like every street yeah. where you could cross over. And I was like, oh, everyone's trying to get to the pier. That's what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know, for whatever reason, that just dawned on me. It was like, oh, of course that's what's happening. Of course it's fucked up. But I don't want to I don't want to dive into that. I want to keep our focus here. I'm very excited to see what you're going to bring to these Friday night shows. Now, I love you dearly. You're not coming. I'm going to come to as many as I can. <laughs> No, and, 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 and also it's like I think about that so many times with like the support that my friends and my family have, my friends, family, chosen family have like put into this. I can't, I, I can't thank y'all enough. We got you, boo. For sitting through some, huh. <laughs> <laughs> sitting through some lessons, sitting through some lessons learned. You know, and that's all that is. In we the love, words of Alicia Keys, "Yes, I was burned, but I called it a lesson learned." Also, that is such a good song. I love playing that after like every breakup. Oh, Lord. Yes, I was burned, but I called it a lesson learned. Jay Hearn, um, John Mayer. Mayer, yeah. They they put their foot in that song. <laughs> they put their foot in that song. That, I would be cool with it. I know we're getting into a tangent now. But yes, thank y'all so much for supporting. You'll find me the third Thursdays for Friendly Black Hotties. At Rock Bar. You can find me also the first, second, and fourth Fridays at Rock Bar every Friday, except the third Friday, because I'll be there on Thursdays. That's right. You got all that? I hope you got all that. Write it down. Ooh! And so come <laughs> out. You're going to see some great talent. I'm going to have all the girls that have competed in the show booked. I'm also working with a lot of the girls that I've met just doing other shows and have become you know, part of my drag family. They will be there. So get ready to see some spectacles, because baby... They're going to be spectacling. I'm coming to you. <laughs> that was another thing I really just enjoyed 
you know, just seeing not only just like your growth within um, everything that was going on, not just in terms of the competition, but everything that led up to it, seeing so many other queens shout you out, seeing so many other queens shout you out and give you congratulations for your win, including the queens that were in the competition, you know, just your appreciation for the other queens that were in the competition, you know, shouting Tyne out during your set and making sure people sent her some tips and stuff like that. I think that that's a really special thing that you have, you know, and I don't see it come from every queen, but it seems to be you care about your people and you know that, you know, you pouring into other people, other people pour into you. Um, and it's just something that I really appreciate you as a person. And it's great to see that come out in your drag as well. Thank you for that compliment. I will take that wholeheartedly. <laughs> what is I just, this? I just, I've had a lot of emotions these <laughs> past two days. And I am not that emotions girl. Mm -hmm. But I'm learning to accept things and not divert the conversation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So thank you so much for those kind words. And thank you for seeing that in me. You are so welcome. You do have to understand that I'm a cancer moon. So she's going to be an emotional mess. I've, I've met you. <laughs> Hi. <Hey. laughs> All right. That's enough talking about you, bitch. Uh, wow, Nene. <laughs> wow. Let's jump into what's going on in the news today. What did Kanye do? <laughs> Actually, surprisingly, I haven't heard a whole lot about Kanye recently. Don't tempt him with a good time. <laughs> oh, not this. Uh, why don't we start off with um, the queen, Beyonce. Beyonce? Yes. Uh, and her Grammy nominations. I mean... It's there were some interesting nominations that I did not see coming. Like what? One of them, I think her album is listed as electronic. Yeah, mm -hmm. I did not see that coming. It was like dance, electronic, something. Did they say who else was in that category with her? Because there's one blog I follow, and they're a little biased. <laughs> they just posted. Like the category that they were nominated for, but not who else they were nominated with. Hmm. Uh, no, I don't know that I've seen this. Let me pull in. While you're looking that up. So we know that Beyonce is the most, what, she has the most wins to date in terms of the Grammys. I think they said that last, last or the. I think so. One before that where she, like, she just. But I, I think she also now has the, the most nominations. nominations. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, like. Queen shit. Duh. Which, like, I don't think anybody, well, one, listening to this podcast would be surprised by us. <laughs> I mean, yes, so what? But however, like, Record of the Year, Break My Soul, Album of the Year, Renaissance, Beyonce, Album, oh, okay, girl, this website needs to get it together. <laughs> Song of the Year, we have A, B, C, D, E, F, girl, why does your website keep what it, is happening over there? It keeps like I will like be looking at it and then it'll, uh, it keeps loading, so then it pushes the oh, content no. up. Trash. Um, all too well. Taylor Swift, about damn time. Lizzo, bad habit. I don't know who that is. Oh, Steve Lacey. Break my soul. Ease on me. God did. Never heard that before. The heart part five. Have you heard of that? The heart. Yeah. Oh, Bonnie Ray got in there too. Shout out to that. Best new artist, Anita Omar. Ap Girl, I'm done. 
I'm done. <laughs> Just give it up. Y'all look it up for yourself. A different site, girl. This one ain't it. Man, there's a virus. <laughs> there's a virus in there, y'all. Apparently, what? Beyonce has 79 nominations. This year? What? No. Or total? Girl, how would she have 79 nominations Because there's a lot of... There's like, like the Emmys. There's a lot of things that just aren't televised. I mean, I know, but 79... There probably aren't even 79 awards. Don't you tempt her. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) She said, "Uh, you think I couldn't pull that off? She has 28 Grammys. Good Lord. I wonder where they're all stored. I'm sure she... Because I can't imagine she has them all up in her house. Like, after a while, you're just like... Do you get one of those, like, you know, you go to those diners and it has, like, the desserts that's in that rotating cabinet? (laughs) I just imagine she just has, like, one of those and, like, every row is a year. Good Lord. I'm thinking it's more like a like a trophy room or like a yeah like a trophy room. She has them in cases or something. You know, I don't know. kids have broke about eight of them. I'm sure. The no, kids I don't think about eight eight of them. Maybe, but I think Blue, 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 Blue has took, it under Blue control I, now. Blue Ivy took about five of them down herself <laughs> <laughs> when she was little. She grown now. She grown now. Like I don't know. And I also imagine that she probably does not even. I don't think she cares. I don't think she cares. I don't either. think she cares at all. No. I don't think she cares. I don't think she cared last time. Like she barely, at least it didn't seem like she cared when they're like, you are now the most, you know, awarded Grammy winner of all time. Right. They were like, Oh, now you're tied with this person and now you're, you've surpassed them. And she was just like, okay. I think this is an interesting group of album of the year. So what are they? Who are they? We have Voyage by ABBA. We have 30 by Adele. We have Bad Bunny. I'm not about to say that name. Okay. Um, Verano Sinti. I see why you didn't want to say the name. Continue. <laughs> I had no idea Mary J. Blige put on an album. She did? Good Morning Gorgeous. The Deluxe. Well. It sounds like that was a redo. The more you know. In the Silent Days by Brandy Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is? Uh, I know the name. I think she... I don't... Is she from American Idol? I don't think so. Also, shout out to fucking Justin, who sent, who put that fucking uh, congratulations and put uh, Fantasia's Believe on there. <laughs> as in, that took me out so bad. Um, yes. We have Coldplay. I had no idea they dropped an album. Um, Kendrick Lamar, which I remember hearing about that, but I didn't listen to his album. Did you? I did. I enjoyed it. I don't think that it had a ton of replay value. There was like a song or two where I was just like, okay, yeah. And I love Kendrick Lamar. Uh, and I still think it was a really cool album, but, you know, it's not something I'm Compared listening to, to on repeat. Compared to his other body of work? Compared to his other body of work, where would you put it? No, I'd still put it at the bottom of, okay. of what's out right now. I'd probably do To Pimp a Butterfly, then Good Kid, Mad City, then Damn, and then this. Okay. Oh, oh, you put Damn third. Yeah. All right. We have shout out to another Houston native, Lizzo, for her album special. Yes. Now, this last one. Oh no. This is one I feel like is going to be the Adele to the Eliminate of last of when that happened. Well, I know it's not Taylor Swift, so who it's Harry Styles, Harry's house. Oh, for God's sake! I can't. It can't. It can't. Yeah, girl. It bet not. Oh, Moody Long is nominated for Best New Artist. Work, bitch. Who that? Um, she's been like a, a songwriter for a very long time, but this last year she kind of um broke out on her own hours and hours. 
Oh, yeah. That's her. Yeah. I loved Hours and Hours. Wow. Best Dance and Electronic Music Album, Renaissance Beyonce, Fragments by Bonobo, Diplo, Diplo, The Laska by Odessa, and Surrender by Rufus Del Sol. So she is not in the R&B category. No. So I think I have everything nope, that she's nominated she's for. She's in Cut Best Hitters. R&B Performance <laughs> for Virgo's Groove, which I'm on. I'm she's that. also an R&B song for Cuff It. How is Plastic Off the Sofa not submitted for Best R&B? Traditional R&B. Oh, she's over there. Yeah. Bitch, you better be all over. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> you better be all over this fucking category. She said, baby, everyone I'm going to be in. She is all up and through. So she has, um, uh, well, this isn't off of Renaissance, but she has Be Alive, which was <sighs> song written for visual media. Then she has Cuff It for R&B song, Plastic Off the Sofa for traditional R&B performance, Virgo's Groove for R&B performance, Break My Soul for Record of the Year, Song of the Year, and Dance Electronic Recording. And then Renaissance for Album of the Year and Dance Electronic Album. And dear Grammys, when are you going to start labeling the jazz category as Black American music? Bam. Because I see what you did. And the only reason I'm bringing that up, because underneath that, they have Best Musica Urbana. Hmm. Interesting. So... If if we are going to recognize other culture, it just did it again. This Why are you still on this website? I don't know, but let going back go. to my quick hot talk, hot hot take. No, no, but we ain't even okay. I know, but like that's just like y'all need to change the name, change it. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Bam! I'm coming on you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, while we're on the topic of one Beyonce and the glory. And beauty that is Renaissance. <gasps> Ooh, shock at all. Oh, Yeba is nowhere in here. When did her album come out? Her album came out last year, right? What year is this? Mm-hmm. What year is Ooh, this? I don't know that that's true, baby. Was she nominated last year? Hold up, 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 hold up. I know you're right. Yeah, Dawn came out last year. Wait, wait, what date? Before or after November? Ooh, I do not know the specifics. But it came out in 2021. Let's see. Yeba, dad. She also still needs to go on. I I still owe you your birthday gift. (laughs) I don't want you to think I've forgotten. I still think about it. I'm just like, I'm now just going to like maybe couple it with this next year and just get you two things. I mean, I still owe you this year too. It needs to be after November or before November? I believe it needs to be after November 4 to be considered for the 2023. Okay, so Rangers. she her album came out September of last year. So yeah, she should she would have been technically for this one in this past February mm-hmm. 2022 mm-hmm. for that Grammys. Did she win anything? Um, that album, man, that album's good. She needs to redo. She needs to do a deluxe version and just give like us live the live tracks that she did on like. Spotify, NPR, and just put that on an album. Looks like she does have one Grammy, but it wasn't for anything on that album. Was that with her with um, Mark Ronson? Mm-hmm. It's her and uh, PJ Morton. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. What was I going to say before? Oh, talking about Beyonce and knowing that a tour eventually is coming, and we know that it's coming, what, next summer. I'm worried for what getting tickets is going to look like. Especially in light of what just happened with Taylor Swift and Ticketmaster. We're talking, we are on day two now of people trying to get tickets and Ticketmaster just being completely down. 
even the people that have like special access codes and this and that aren't able to get through at all. Mm, it's like it was supposed sucks. to be like you hit a time where you're able to like go and do the like you know like we know the process of getting tickets and the site was like down before that time even came. So I'm like, if this is going to be any peek into what getting tickets for Renaissance is going to look like, I need them to get them shit, get that shit together now. I mean, I have tips and tricks, but I am not putting it out there for y'all bitches to steal my tickets. Ooh, I will shit. tell you off camera. <laughs> I'll be waiting. Yeah. <laughs> um, just you have to pay pay attention to the sponsors. That's all I'll say. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Pay attention to the sponsors. All right. Well, that's all she's giving you. So I mm -hmm. hope you good luck. Take that and run with it, babies. And if you steal my seat, I'm coming to fight. And even more so if you steal her seat and don't act like you enjoying the damn concert. I remember that. She said what she said. Like I said that one night, I got bail money. <laughs> uh, while we're still on the topic of music, why don't we give our songs of the week? Why don't we give two as we were not able to give one last yeah. week? Um, so the one I had from last week was uh, D Smoke featuring Jill Scott. Sunkissed Child from uh, from D Smoke's album Black Habits. What is this face? I forgot mine. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think I added it. He, I remember D Smoke. You uh -huh. gave us the whole background. You found D Smoke off of the Hustle and Flow show on Netflix, correct? Uh, Rhythm and Flow. I was halfway there. You were you were there. You were there. It was Rhythm Hustle and Flow. Hustle and Flow was Azalea Banks. I thought it was a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You are correct. Okay. Technically, we are all correct. We are all correct. Wrong in different spots. <laughs> uh, but yes, he was he was um, the winner of the first and I think only season of of um, Rhythm and Flow, which had uh, Cardi B, Chance the Rapper, and Ti as the, our our judges. They went around a bunch of different, you know, notably hip hop oriented. Cities found different artists. They had this competition. Uh, D Smoke got all the way through and won the entire thing. He had this <laughs> moment in his in the first episode that he was in when he was auditioning, where uh, Snoop was a guest judge. Snoop tries to test him because D Smoke is from Inglewood, mm. and so Snoop looks at him, says, "Yo, where you from, Cuz?" And D Smoke just looks him dead in the eyes and says, Inglewood. And he said, and then Snoop takes off his shades. And he says, No, where you from? D Smoke holds his ground and just says, Inglewood. And there's like a stare down for a solid like couple of seconds. And then Snoop breaks down laughing. It's like, you know, I just need to test you. You know, if you're gonna be in this game doing da-da-da-da this. And he's like talking to the audience, like, this is what you do. This is a real nigga right here. Whatever, whatever, whatever. And I was just like, all right, cool. What was interesting about his audition is that he was like a very conscious rapper, really great flow, rapped in both English and Spanish. Word. And Cardi was just like, and he wasn't talking no bullshit in Spanish. Shit. Like he was saying some real shit. And so I was just like, all right, let me pay attention to this cat. And he released a couple of albums. Black Habits, I think, is, is his second album post the show. And he has this really dope song with Jill Scott. So definitely check that out. Uh, my second song, because we got to give you two. Uh, mm -hmm. is uh, a song called I Am The Great by London B uh, from her album Reset. London, also another contestant on this show. 
uh, also got to the top four. So they did a, they did a top four and then crowned a winner from there. Uh, so London also got to the top four. This particular song is just full of energy. For me, it's, just, it's something that I want to put on when I'm in the gym. It's very fast-paced. The way that she raps is very fast. The way that the, the beat is just kind of taking her rhythm. And where she finds the pocket is just very quick. Oh, I love that. Uh, so definitely check out D Smoke and check out Lond- London B. And, of course, we will have those two songs added to the playlist. Speaking of, you mentioned a name. And this is a heartfelt plea. Please, Jill Scott, give us some more music. (laughs) I know you're doing your acting thing, and I respect it, and I love that. But I also would like some more music. I don't know what to do now that I'm... um, I need your guidance. I need you. Thank you. (laughs) I told you about the time that I was sitting there crying at her... Um, it was right after the breakup from He Show. We're cool now, but I'm just not gonna say his name. Okay. And it was at Afropunk and she did quick. Mm. Couldn't believe it. I thought that we had magic. I thought that we were special, but it's over now. And, but she did it and she slowed it down. Oh. I was bawling. You poor thing. Bawling. And you know, I'm an, you know. I was gonna say, I thought she would do emotions. I'm an emotional. Well, that, that one kind of had me crying a lot. Full on crying. All right. Full on crying. And like, I love her performance. And I know I've talked about this before, but she just is like in it. And she was reliving like the breakup Mm -hmm. and she couldn't even finish the song. Oh, baby. It like got to this part where like, cause in the songs, like she says, it's over. Mm -hmm. And so like they were singing, uh, I'll post, I'll post my little clip that I have. It is so good. It is so good. It makes me cry. But my two, um, Oh shit, was Strange Loop, did I talk about that last week? You did. Okay, so sorry y'all, we're gonna go for this ride. So <laughs> while my parents were in town, um, this is a little bit of the, re- this is the, this is the recap from the episode that got eaten by the internet. Um, Strange Loop is a black ass Broadway show. Mm-hmm. And that is how it's described in the own show. It is about a fat black queer man who is writing a musical while being an usher at the Lion King. It is the most beautiful Broadway show. And I, and like watching this Broadway show was the first time I ever saw myself on Broadway. And I like got a t-shirt. My mom bought the signed playbill. I'm actually, after this recording of today, I'm going to see it for a second time. I love it that much. And you're going to be seeing it at least a third time. I will be seeing it probably five times by the end of it. Like, I love it. I've been listening to the soundtrack. So one of my selections is from Michael R. Jackson, who is the writer of this musical and the star of it. It's called Tyler Perry Writes Real Life. (laughs) This isn't even my favorite track on the album, but I felt like for context, you really kind of need to see the album. But this, I'm sorry, you need to see the show, but this track, Tyler Perry Writes Real Life, you can listen to it and understand the, the social commentary about what has happened in his, in Tyler Perry's writing and display of black Christian culture. So with that, I'm adding that to it because one, I love it because they're dragging Tyler Perry in that. And there's also a part where there's one of the characters says, I'm Harriet motherfucking Tubman. Tubman. I add S to everything. I'm black. So, 
Go check that one out. My second one for this week is the previous mixed rock, Miss Rock Bar winner of 2022, Chola Spears. She has an EP out called 11215 that is available on all streaming platforms. Specifically, uh, my favorite song is Runaway, but she has a banger called Body on there. Please go and check it. This is one of my sweethearts. I love her. The music is good. And I actually mean it's good, not just to plug her. I actually like when she sings her songs, I'm singing it with her. Oh, work. Yes. I I want to run away. <laughs> it's got Runaway has like this 80s vibe to it that I love. Mm. And it's she's phenomenal. She's a phenomenal human being. And her music is really fucking good. So... Check out Strange Loop, the play. It's closing in January. Check out Chola Spears. She is all over New York. Please follow her on the internet. I will post her tag. So that way that you can go follow her and listen to her music. It is amazing. And these are some beautifully queer, talented artists that you should be knowing and be on your radar. So those are my picks. Love it. All right. So just as always, just follow that uh, Wait, Take Me Off speaker playlist on both Spotify and Apple Music. Absolutely. Thank you so much. What else has been going on? Oh, my parents were in town. I got to recap them. They, they saw me do uh, they saw me perform in drag for the first time while they were here. So cute. It was for the Testicular Cancer Awareness Movember show. That's a lot. Yeah. And I made a bunch of dick jokes and my parents were down with it. So I, I had a good time. Good. They had a good time. My dad was filming me like it was a recital. That was adorable. That was really cute. <laughs> so that that's that's what's been happening. Does your dad still work? He's retired. Okay. They're both retired. Okay. I was just like, I can see him at work showing his coworkers, oh look at my baby. Look at him. Look at him in a dress. In a- um, I was in a jumpsuit. And a very um, interesting choice for a wig. The most beautiful wig. Okay. Um, I'm going to make people take photos in that wig. No. <laughs> yeah. Baby, you don't yeah. have to. Yeah, I do. Okay. All right. Well, if we if we must. Just because you can't see the beauty doesn't mean it's not beautiful. I'm going to burn it. Um, <laughs> uh, have you had an opportunity to see Wakanda forever yet? I have not. No! I have not. Not. Will you be seeing it soon then? I will be seeing it two days from now. Okay. So the next week we will be discussing Wakanda Forever yeah. because I have many thoughts. I mean, let's hear it. Try to do it without spoilers. Did you like the movie? I enjoyed it. I said, did you like the movie? I said what you I said. said. you enjoyed it. Uh-huh. Okay. And this is so I could go into my what my qualms were with it. From my and understanding, lied, and, and I'm I'm going to think I'm going to try and give you, because we talked about this the other night a little bit. Okay. So I think one of your main issues, that it felt like it was three different stories in one movie. Two. But yes. Two different stories in one movie. Yeah. Okay. That could be, and, and it felt like it was setting up for, this was used as a setup for other uh, installments or different parts, different branching out of the franchise. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with the energy, like, I understand, because those are, like, um, I always say, like, the Fellowship of the Ring is the Mm -hmm. most boring out of all of the (laughs) Lord of the Ring movies, Uh because it's setting up so much stuff. But, like, the second movie is long, but comes in hard, Mm -hmm. and the third movie is also long, but also comes in hard as well. So, like, did you feel like this was a Fellowship of the Ring type of situation where, like... For one 
one storyline that was happening. Oh, yes. God. Okay. So there's just like, and you know, this isn't news to anybody, but you meet some new characters. Yes, it's been, this is not a spoiler alert, but we're going to meet Ironheart and we meet Namor. Right. Amongst maybe some others, which I have not separated yet. Do we meet Storm? No, we don't meet Storm. Okay. How was, oh, I can, um, chewing um She is, I can never. She I, was good. Oh, she is so she was stunning. Good. Yeah, she is beautiful. If I ever got Girl, plastic surgery to my face, I'm bringing hers in. The way she was, like, people are made by God, and there are some people that are crafted by God. <laughs> and she is someone that is crafted by God. Them cheekbones. And some of y'all are crafted by surgeons. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, she, her, her character was good, but, like, something that happens with her character, I'm just like... Let's just wait. We'll okay. wait because I mean, I, so there's so much I want to say, but I do not want to ruin it for you. I don't I want haven't... you to walk in and think, yeah, I don't want you to walk in looking for the things that I'm going to mention. I only saw a couple of, like, I'm the type of person, like, if I really want to watch a movie, I'll stop watching the trailers because the trailers will show you mm-hmm. the entire movie. Right. And you'd be like, I saw, I saw all this. Uh huh. So, like, I saw, like, they did the teaser, like, I saw the Namor coming up and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, that's all I have seen. So I, I'm still pretty fresh-faced, young child that I am, child of God. Okay. All right. We'll let you have that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I might go see it. I guess I have. Never mind. Let me not implicate myself. <laughs> well, now I want to know. <laughs> I was like, I guess I'll go see it in the theaters. Oop. Yeah. Anywho. Petey, cut that out. <laughs> Petey, edit. Edit that out, Petey. Yeah, you said that last time. I don't know if I'm gonna. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. Are there any other movies that came out? I still haven't seen Black Adam, but I want to. Oh. I'm gonna say wait for that one to be on streaming. Okay. All right. Like streaming for free. God damn. Not All even right. rent. Okay. All right. That's fine. Um. They gave him, like, you remember when he was at the Scorpion King in The Mummy 2? Uh-huh. He had the same amount of lines. But the entire movie's about... I said what I said. Okay. He right. had the same amount of lines. That's And lovely. do you know who's actually a really good actor? And I never thought I would, like, see... Is John Cena. He's been in a lot of stuff. And he's actually a good actor. I think he's a better actor than The Rock. Oop. Isn't The Rock like the most paid? I uh, thought it was Will Smith. I thought Will I Smith was like the highest. Are you saying highest paid wrestling actor no, I mean or highest actor, paid in actor in general? I, I think, thought it was Will I don't Smith. I think Will Smith's had that for a long time. Oh, maybe it could be The Rock. I was talking about the movies he made with what's his name? Who? That, that tiny little yeller. Kevin Hart. Yeah, he yells. <laughs> I meant that I knew exactly who you were talking about <laughs> by that description. <laughs> He's really good in that um, Pets movie, though. I have the to animated one? Yeah. With the, like, superhero Kevin, dog? Kevin, Kevin Hart? Yeah. He's good. No, no, no. Not the superhero oh, no. one. I think it's called Pets. Not, Maybe? It's not the superhero know. one. Okay. Whatever. I, did, I gave my I, I gave a, a thorn and a rose. <laughs> it just be totally negative. But, yeah. What were we talking about? We were talking about... Wakanda. Movies. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking to see. I'm looking to see Wakanda. I'm catching up on everything. I haven't mm. even caught up on Avenue Five. 
We're going to skip that. Oh, they didn't get to see that episode. They that did. was last week. I was going to say they have no wow, idea who that is. this is turning into like a recap of something they never saw. <laughs> so at that same drag show, um, I, one of the things is that I like to have the audience ask me questions and it can just be about anything. And so they asked me about a show that I was watching and it's Avenue 5. And then they continued to ask me questions about it, though none of the audience members had seen any of it. So they were asking me, like, who was my favorite character? And I was like, how can I describe this to you if you haven't seen it? Mm-hmm. So anyways, yeah. I'm behind on that. I mean, you had a busy, you know, week. I was busy. Preparing for things. Yeah. yeah. Preparing for a competition. I and- had one at that point. This <laughs> comes out on Mondays. But now she's a winner, baby, and nothing else matters. She's a winner. You're a winner, baby. She's a winner. Oh, what? hello? Hi. Yes, you did reach Mix Rock Bar of 2023. How can I help you today? Please welcome Harriet Tuxman to the stage for a spoken word performance. My fat hoes lure all come sucking whores for refilling into my barnyard. Message. Thick 10.8. Woo, woo, woo. Safe. Woo, woo, woo. Only. Dirty mind, hot, nasty guys to the front for skull, throat, fucking, draining, and sucking cum fest. Enjoy a well-hung, thick dick, huge balls, and possibly more. Exercising, good eating, relaxing, bruised type of ass stretching, whole busting, horny asshole. Hot, passionate sex, deep and hard. Enjoy a well-thick hung dick, deep and hard. I don't host. So, I mean, like, I'm smooth talking, <laughs> hole busting, <laughs> come feeling. <laughs> That's all I could think about while I was reading that. I need to know where you were when you saw this, because why did you give them this accent? Mm, I don't know. I don't remember where I saw them. July 29th. Oh, I was in, I was in Texas. You were. Okay. Cause I'm like, this is very specific. Like, why is there this such a southern accent boom, on top boom. of it? My fat holes. Oh no. Come and suck it. No, please. Refilling I, into my barnyard. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known it was Texas. They said barnyard. Yeah. That was the first giveaway. Like, at first I was like, you know, they're just saying what they're really into. They really want it. But then they repeated it, like, ten times. Okay, we we understand. What does XPT stand for? XPT? Yeah. What is the... What are... It's give a, me some context XPT dash thick 10.8 dick. Like... Expecting? Expect a thick 10.8 inch dick. That's my only guess. Huh. But also... Good for you. <laughs> I mean, at that point, that's just a novelty dick. Listen, a big dick might be pretty, but I'm not going to do anything but paw at it. I take pictures next to it. <laughs> like I meant, hold it up like I meant like some uh, carnival with a snake. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what it is. He's went fishing, you're just kind of holding it up. 
Smooth talk. That's no, gonna be stuck in my stop. brain. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's there. Okay. Are you ready for some questions, my dear? I am ready. You are ready. Okay, so I've got two questions for us this week. Both of them are anonymous. Let's see. Which one to start with? Let's do... Do you think they're from the same person? They have the same name. Shut up. <laughs> Ooh, actually... Yeah, I'll do these two. Okay. So the first question is... Couples who are very sexual out of their relationship, but not in their relationship. Like, no sex at all. Why is this a thing? What is your take? Um, I have seen a couple. I have seen a couple of people who have relationships like this. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to excuse. I'm, these are excused from the conversation. People who are asexual. People who are sides. Mm -hmm. um, you know, those who don't, you know, who understand why they are not having sex. Okay. Can, is that, that That's a fair statement. So, yeah. Or full penetrative intercourse. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some people who I've seen who I feel like coupled up because there's a fear of alone, being mm -hmm. alone. And I see that they don't fuck each other, but they fuck everyone else. So they may not sexually be in, in, attracted to each other, mm -hmm. but I feel like they'd rather have a partner at, that they can go home to that is always there. You know, like, I, I get that. Like, I'm not saying that people should do that, right? But I get it in the sense of, you know, some sometimes people, this they'll be in a relationship for so long and they're just, the sex of the relationship ain't doing it for them anymore and they're open, so they're mm -hmm. allowed to go and explore. But you shouldn't let it, at least in my opinion, I don't think you should let it get to the point where you're having literally no sex in your relationship, right? Because to me, that means, and, and we've had this conversation before, uh, to me, that is really just signaling that this this is possibly something uh, a really easy con well not easy but conversation with your partner could solve. Let's say you've been in a relationship with somebody for five, six, seven years, right? You are in an open relationship, right? So you are giving yourselves the grace to explore certain things with other people that maybe you are nervous to explore in your relationship for whatever reason. And now you are growing and evolving as a sexual being from the person that you were when you first got into your relationship with your partner. So now you're a different sexual person than, now than you used to be. And you are in a place where you sort of need to reintroduce yourself to your, to your partner and who you are sexually now. Right. You know, I found myself in that situation before, right? Where it's like, I have learned some things about myself sexually. She's a bottom now. Uh, don't go lying to the people. <laughs> um, but no, like, you know, I've grown sexually as a person and it can be more nerve wracking to bring that back to your partner because you care a lot more about what their opinion of it is. Right now. Yes, your partner should be the person that's going to be super welcoming and safe. And, you know, this is a safe space. Yeah. But at the same time, like you also don't want that person to look at you sideways. Whereas if it's, you know, somebody that you're meeting at a bar, random hookup from Sniffies or whatever it is, you don't care what that person thinks, right? So sometimes it can be a little difficult to reintroduce yourself as a sexual being to your partner. And especially when you're in an open relationship, sometimes people will use that as an excuse to not have that conversation. Oh, well, I can just continue getting this fun, you know, and this new 
sexual person that I am, I can continue getting that outside of my relationship and just continue to avoid this conversation with my partner because I don't want to feel nervous around them or yeah, I don't want them to think that I'm weird or, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. I don't know. That's interesting to me because like, in my view, I would want my partner to be able, I, I, I would need going back to our, I guess our love language. I don't know if this is a love language, but a requirement for me is like, I would want to be able to talk about that with my partner. Sure. I need them to know, like, I, I would need them to know that we are sexual beings and like, if you're creating a space where I can't talk to you about because you might look at me sideways, mm-hmm. I would feel like there are bigger problems. Oh, sure. Well, I don't, but the thing is, is, is that for me, feeling, for me. yeah, sure. And, and I hear that, but is that feeling coming from your partner or is that feeling coming from you and I mean, I think it's big on both ways. Like, if it's coming from me, I'm like, hey, I need to remove this stigma for myself. I am a sexual being, and if I want to feel open with this person, I should be able to do it. Right. Now, if my partner makes me feel that, that's still a, that's still a big issue. If my partner is making me feel like I can't be as transparent as I feel like I should be able to be in a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if, you, if it is your partner that's making you feel that way, 100% I see that as a big issue. But it could be... You know, like you said, it could be your own stigma, your own understanding that you're like, I, you know, like I introduced myself as this kind of person. I'm not this kind of person anymore. How do I tell my partner, excuse me, how do I tell my partner that like I am this person (laughs) now? Not even that you were lying. (laughs) Um, So we talked a a little bit about this on the episode that didn't, didn't make it to air, but we talked about, you know, like when you first get into a relationship and you're in that super hypersexual stage, you're not really having, at least in my experience, and maybe I'm just, you know, maybe it's just me, but I'm not having this really thorough conversations about what I'm into and what I'm not into, aside from, you know, being a being a queer man, like, oh, am I a top or am I a bottom? Do I like to do X? Do I like to do that? I feel like I have that conversation more thoroughly nowadays and more thoroughly with random hookups because I don't want to go out and like just waste my time and have bad sex and come home. Mm. Called your twenties. <laughs> Period. Um how would you know, girl, you still in your twenties? You don't even get to your thirties yet. I'm twenty eight. I have one more year. <laughs> but it can be it can be a little more nerve wracking to have that conversation with your partner. Especially like if you are discovering that you like certain things a lot and don't like other things and now you are you know having sex with your partner and you want to tell them oh you know don't do it that way do it this way that can be a more nervous space to exist in with someone that you you care about how they feel and what they think because you don't want to make them feel embarrassed because it seems like they're not doing something right that is such a foreign concept to me oh okay all right this this is like it's so foreign to me because like at the end of the day, as someone, like, I, I think we, I have a dumb personality, but a sub, a sensitive top. Okay. I think is the best way I can describe it. Like, mm-hmm. I want to know. It is, I am using my body to make your body feel good. So a closed mouth won't come. Period. So, like, I've always said, like, you were in charge of your sexual health. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in that moment of, of achieving an orgasm. Like, I'm not Jean Grey or Charles Xavier. <laughs> I can't read your mind and know. So, like, like I think being vocal, not talking about, like, 
uh, uh, but like being more like this, oh, that spot right there, a little bit lower, uh-huh. wetter. Like saying those things is very helpful. Otherwise, See, like that was going to be a really bad reference. <laughs> I have concerns, girl. I mean, otherwise you're Helen Keller down there. Like I need Ooh, guidance. Yeah, that was a bad reference. I need guidance. <laughs> I, so, uh, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the guidance that you specifically mentioned was around bottoming, specifically, it sounds like, or, you know, or. No, it could be anything, like, even as, like, bottoms pick up in that position's uncomfortable, like, if that's nowhere getting to your prostate or relaxing for that. Right, and I expect that one. But, like, even if it goes down to oral, to kissing, to. Some dudes will be with my nipples, and I'm like, the radio's unplugged. That is the space where I feel like more people are uncomfortable navigating where they're like they almost feel time sure of course and that's coming from you right but like i don't know i just i've been in that space before where i felt uncomfortable telling you know someone i was in a relationship with that i wanted them to do something differently specifically because i didn't want them to feel embarrassed about how they'd been doing it because again this was you know we'd been in a relationship for a little while Mm -hmm. right uh, and so this is, I mean, I don't give sh- uh, shit about him at this point. So I'm talking about my ex, you know, we had gotten into that, you know, puppy dog phase that we're just fucking like bunny rabbits phase and not really, we're just like, yeah, I just want this. I want this. I want to be in a relationship with this person. I'm just going to make whatever the situation is work. And then you spend so much time in that space and having maybe not the sex that you want it to be having, or maybe not the sex that you want to have anymore. And it's hard to broach that conversation with. Your partner. Mm-hmm. So when I read this question about, you know, relationships that are having a lot of sex outside of the relationship, that's where my mind goes. Yes, it could be that they're, that they're maybe in a relationship for the wrong reasons or reasons that aren't helping their sexual appetite. Or it just could be that they need to sit down and have a real conversation about who they are as sexual beings and they just haven't gotten to a point where they feel comfortable doing that for whatever reason. I hope that they do because... God forbid I'd be in a situation like that. I couldn't. Like, I've been in it before, and I've gotten to the point where, like, I know to to bring it up. Because, like, honey, I'm trying to get off. <laughs> I'm trying to... I'm sorry. I mean, they're getting off, just get not off of, like, Truvada. Like, I want to oh. get off. I want to have conversations. That, that went a very different place, I thought. Yeah, I want to get off. So, like, we're going to have to talk about this shit. Period. All right, I ain't well, trying to fuck these streets all these all these years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope whoever you know, whoever needed to hear that, heard that, and have that conversation with your partner and just say, "Hey." And whoever heard that says, "You know what? I align with Harriet. Slide into my DMs. Here she slide go. in there." She said, "Don't send me a dick pic, but like you know, slide in. Say what's up. <laughs> say what's gooey, so I know what's up. <laughs> Not what's gooey. Shut up. What's gooey?" <laughs> Um, all right, so our second question this week is potentially sort of in a similar vein. I'll just read it off. It says, I've recently discovered that I'm not only a pretty sexual person, but I might be into some kinks as well. How do I dive into this, but more importantly, shake the feeling of shame mostly from my friends? So I'll start us here, if I Wait, may. Did, didn't we have like that drunk conversation where I was like, all kinks come from shame? Yes, we did. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> as far as this question goes, um, I'll say this. The first thing I'll say just in terms of, you know, being able to dive into the kinks that you think you're interested in, 
like how do you go about learning about them or how do you like join that know that there's there's a community you know for people that are into kinks and specific kinks you can there's typically some kind of a bar night somewhere where you can meet people that are into that kink that you're into you know learn from them see where you want to go what sites to look at what thing, what clubs to join like there's a community out there that will you know support you as far as you know shame from your friends goes i'm assuming you've brought this up with or around your friends or you maybe you've heard your friends joke about it so it's not something it's something that you want to share because it's an important part of your life every conversation isn't for everybody i'll put it that way right you're going to join this community you're going to find people that are into the same kink as you and you're going to make friends with them and you're you can talk with that group of friends about the kink because you're going to get educated you're going to share experiences if you feel like your friends, your this other group of friends is going to shame you for it, then maybe it's just a conversation that you don't share with them. It's a part of your life that you don't have to share with them. And I'm not saying you need to throw your whole friend group away, but maybe it's just a topic of conversation that you have with other people. I agree with a lot of those words that um, Jay just said there. Um, very well put. And I may have been pouring some sparkling wine. <laughs> <laughs> okay but no but i think I, I i i i am a big proponent uh especially if you are lucky enough to live in a huge metropolitan area that there are most likely bars that have the nights that you're most likely into mm-hmm. here in new york there's a plethora of different spots you can go to um ones being you know social activity places like the eagle mm-hmm. um, which hosts a lot of different leather events which there's leather all over there's paddles which are I think they have programming, so every night might be something different. Mm. You know, it's one place I haven't been. Paddles? I've never been to Paddles. That's okay. I want to. I just want to go to see what it's like. Yeah. Um, so definitely reach out. There's these communities that are happening. I am the advocate to not go on to the internet looking for those communities because it seems like you might do more harm than good just because a lot of times people are on the internet talking about a lot of things they haven't done themselves. Mm. Mm-hmm. I Instagram. Oop. And so go to those like local communities. I know like some of the bars I've worked at, they've had pup play nights. They've had pup handlers nights. They have been adult diaper plays, uh, plays. So like whatever you're into, do your research um, to where these activities are happening in person now that the world is reopening, these things have resumed. And I think that's a good way to get yourself immersed within that kink and to learn from those who have varying experiences. Yeah, absolutely. And I, uh, I'll i say this, you know, it could be worth it to, you know, if you are on the dating apps, maybe it's something that you list in your profile saying that you're looking to learn about xyz kinks and you're just starting to get your footing and you are looking for someone that feels comfortable teaching you you know that's the one way that you could go about it oh you know you're turning that hookup into not just a hookup but an educational situation (laughs) but yeah that's that's what i say you know one check out your community two every conversation ain't for everybody and my only caveat about putting this is where we might agree to disagree is i believe Yes, talk about it in your dating profile, but when you have done enough 
research and understanding about what you are actually putting in that profile. Mm, okay. Yeah. Because sometimes you might be saying words that you may not be meaning to put in there, which may be a key marker for someone else that they're into something. And then here you now have a weird situation happening that you thought you were saying you were into one thing and this other person thought you were into something else. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, I want to be very clear, like, you know, let them know that this is something that you are just starting to discover and you want to learn more about. But, you know, I think what Harriet is saying is something very different. Like, just make sure you are understanding what you're putting in your profile that you are looking to learn about. Mm-hmm. Right. And don't don't be vague about it. You don't want to get into a position where someone is expecting you to go like, you know, elbow deep fisting and you are uh, a complete novice and you're not sure what part of the fisting world you're even interested in yet. Yeah. You know, there are layers to everything. Fisty, fister. There's differences. Fisted. That's okay. All right. You, you, you made your point. <laughs> but yeah, I hope it, I hope it goes well. Any questions from you this week, my dear? Uh, none for me this week. Okay. Well then, if I may. Yeah, no. Okay. Maybe. I've got a game for us. Yes, and. Yes, and. I have a game for us. Okay, Saw. Um. (laughs) Would you like to, was it you like to play a game? Yeah. Given that we are on season seven of Real Housewives of Potomac. Well, you're on season seven. I'm still on season six. I wanted to play a little game of who said it. Jay, what are you doing and why? (laughs) Essentially, what I want to do is I'm going to take all of the taglines from the different seasons. I'm going to give you the tagline. You tell me who said it. Ooh, this might be difficult. This might be difficult? This might be difficult. I believe in you. I believe you can do this. Though I think with context clues, I will be able to figure it out. Yes. I'll I'll start us very easy. We're going to take the beginning of this nice and easy. If we get to the middle, we're going to take it rough. Okay, girl. <laughs> I'll start this nice and slow, okay? Okay, Usher. Did I get a point? No. Okay. <laughs> this professor doesn't just grade on the curve. She sets the Wendy curve. Yosefo. <laughs> Extra points if you can tell me what season. Um, That's her first season. So what is this? Seven, six, five? She's season five? Uh, That is when she came onto the show, but that is not her season five tagline. Oh, that's season six. That is season six. Yes. Um, okay. Let's get a little, you know, it's still, still, we're, we're working our way up, right? Uh, the shorter my hair, the shorter my patience. Robin. What season, if you know it? Oh, God. Um, five. Oh, so close. Four. four. Mm-hmm. I was going to say four. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, same season. Okay, so you know it's not Robin. Uh, Karma is a bitch, but luckily I'm on her good side. Oh, that's Monique. Ooh. Is it not? Incorrect. Karma isn't a bitch. Karma is a bitch, but luckily I'm on her side. Luckily I'm on her good side. I'll give you one more guess. Actually, you know what? I'll give you three guesses. That's not Monique? No, ma'am. Candace? No, ma'am. I got one more. Yeah, one more. Karen? Who is it? Bang. Katie Darby. Who? Katie. Or not Katie, Jesus Christ. Ashley Darby. Sorry. Oh, right. <laughs> Who? 
<laughs> Ashley Darby. Ashley, listen, the wine is kicked fully in. I'm surprised she said that statement after all the scandals that came out. Season four, so it's earlier on. No, they were already there. Okay, well. My, <laughs> Michael had been grabbing ass. <laughs> um, hmm. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, that's too easy. <laughs> no, I gotta, I gotta make it a little harder. Potomac put me on a pedestal, and the view is spectacular. Well, that's Karen. That's Karen. I was going to say, uh, baby, don't believe what you hear. The grand dame still holds center court. But, like, come on. Could be Charisse. Shut up. Champagne. <laughs> not this. She had the nerve to talk about that these were not adequate quarters in this last episode. Meanwhile, that wig was dusty and dry. I was like, ma'am, keep going. Keep going. We're talking season seven? Yeah. You gotta give me some time. I know, but just, she's back in the season and it's like, girl, okay. Like, as a friend of? Or... She's a friend of. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna do three more. First one. I'm the baddest thing happening. I'm the baddest thing walking, Giselle. Okay. <laughs> Maybe if you tried a little harder, you wouldn't have to try me. Candace. Nope. Maybe if you tried a little bit harder, you wouldn't have to try me. Mm-hmm. Monique? Monique. Yeah. She's got some interesting taglines. I low-key didn't pay attention to Monique till uh she became a little Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't she wasn't terribly interesting until that feud started happening. Alright, second to last one. My blessings are many and my Candace. patience is none. Candace. <laughs> Candace. So it's Candace. <laughs> Alright, last one. Give me a real hard one. Why cry over spilled milk That's when you can laugh over champagne? <laughs> All right, you want a hard one? I want a hard one. Let's see. Um, Which will be any of Katie's taglines, because I don't know any of them. Because she only has one. <laughs> she wasn't there for season two? No. Oh. Never mind. Let's see. Hmm. I told you I met her in real life, right? Yes. You want to tell the story? We'll tell it after this. Okay. Let me see if she still follows me. Who drew this? Is he built like this in the movie? Absolutely not. Okay, just wondering. <laughs> Someone did a very nice artistic uh, photo of the actor who plays Neymar as Neymar. And I just had to double check if he was built like this in the movie. Baby, I drown. Mm-mm. Okay. Last one. Dear God. I may not remember everything, but you'll never forget me. Fuck, this is hard. I may not remember everything, but you'll never forget me. But you'll never forget me. Who had issues with memory? <laughs> Who? What, what plot line was that? Because I couldn't remember what they said. This is from Potomac? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this is tough. I may not remember everything, but you'll never forget but me. But you'll never forget me. What you got? Giselle? Nope. Um. Two more tries. I may not remember everything, but you'll never forget me. 
Mia? Mia, season seven. Yeah, because she did repeat some things backwards as fuck. <laughs> All right, girl. That's, that's it. the tagline she chose. That's the tagline. And she got a second try. I mean, so that's the that's this season's tagline. That is wild. So I'm assuming she was chosen, you know, before she picked her tagline. Her first tagline was, if you want to pop off, I'll be happy to get you adjusted. That one was pretty good. That was good. That was a I good remember one. that one. This one... Choices. Yeah, that was not good. Wait, hold on, girl. I'm getting a call. You've called my landlord three times. I told you, I'm not the one you want to talk to. Okay. It's coming. All right, babes, we're back. Do you have an agree to disagree for us? Oh, I have an agree to disagree that you will never believe. Oh, and I'm scared. Yes. So, one has to go. Oh, God. I don't I already don't like where this is going. <laughs> Are you ready? No, but go ahead. <laughs> Janet Jackson... Or Michael Jackson. Okay. If I say one has to go, their entire career, their discography, their music videos disappears. You never get to see it again. Mm -hmm. Who are you going with? Janet. You give me Janet the boot. I'm giving Janet the boot. I love me some Janet Jackson. Michael Jackson is the reason that I wanted to become a musician in the first place. Mm. My, listening to Michael Jackson's music, I was obsessed. Like, made my mom buy these movies and DVDs and all these live, like all of the concert performances. And I, I lived for Michael Jackson. There was a, he was the very first person to make me actively feel something I wasn't trying to feel like at, at a very young age, right? When you don't really understand your emotions and, you know, I'm mad because I want to be mad or I'm sad because I want to be sad. Very first time I ever cried listening to a song was listening to a Michael Jackson song. Uh, so yeah, for me, it's, uh, I'm, I'm keeping, I'm keeping Michael Jackson around. Like I still, you know, I mean, I like, obviously I still listen to both Janet and Michael all the time, but I don't know. Michael just hit a different way for me. I know a lot of people that are going to hate that answer. <laughs> what was it? I was watching. Um, this is one of those weird conundrums of experiences. Because like, how does how do how do I introduce this topic? Black people in the justice system have a very hard relationship. Just hear me out on this. Yeah, I really want to know where this is going. So, to the, a, a huge majority of the black population is that are aware of the allegations against Michael Jackson. Uh-huh. But they're like, the court said he was innocent. Uh-huh. And then there's a lot of people who are like, well, we doubt that was the situation. You know, rich people get off for anything. So, in some sections, he is canceled. Mm. And then in some sections, he is not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because it's like one of the, and I feel like he's one of those folks for black folks where like they're just never going to cancel Michael Jackson. Yeah. 
I don't think it's ever going to happen. I just not the way that we've canceled R. Kelly, which people still play R. Kelly. True, but a but larger a amount of people. Of them, yeah. like, no, like I don't ever hear it in a in a bar or a club anymore. Every so often I do, and I'll stop dancing. Uh, no, I just like look at the DJ, and be like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, or if I I've, have I heard it played at a wedding. No, I don't think I have. I. Yeah, what you got? You asked the question. I know. This is a tough one. Who would I pick? And that's not to not, that is not to take anything away from Janet. Janet absolutely deserves all of her flowers, 100,000%. But if, it, if it's the two of them. Oh, man. I mean, Scream is going to I way. think I might have to let Michael go. <gasps> Why? Contrarian, for one. Um,. <laughs> no, but like secondly, like I, I'm like thinking about it like as a body of work, I have liked more of Janet's body of works. Mm, like the albums. exact opposite. Whereas in I love some Michael J ja- I love my favorite one is Off the Wall. Off the Wall album to me is Michael's best album ever. Mm-hmm. And without that album, Thriller would have never existed. Sure. Because I feel like whatever he learned from the off the wall, he applied to Thriller. Mm-hmm. So for me, I have there's more bodies of work of completion that I've liked from Janet. Like I can listen to the Velvet Rope album straight through. Okay. I can listen to the Janet album straight through. I can listen to the um, We Are a Part of the um, and even a lot of her earlier stuff where she was talking about, let's wait a while. Mm. So, like, to me, like, those have been, uh, like, not to say that they both have not been impactful because, dear Lord, I, of my iTunes has, like, 50, 11 million versions of Human Nature because that is one of my favorite songs. What was that number again? 50, 11 million. Okay. Just making sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think I'm going to have to go with Janet. Janet is the one I'm going to be like. You can. There's enough room on this door for both of us to get out of the icy water. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. All right. I mean, we disagree, and that's just what it's what it's gonna be. Yeah. Okay. I have and a Janet was also my first concert. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, you of course you're gonna attach all of these memories and feelings, and you know. I don't really remember the concert. I remember being outdoor in Janet, and I remember it was the. The titty, the Rolling Stone um, cover where her boyfriend was holding her titties up. <laughs> no, if, if you watch the Janet documentary, we learned that that was her boyfriend. And I always wondered who it was. Oh, well, there you go. Can we just, for two seconds, how did Jermaine Dupree date Janet Jackson for so long? And he fucked it up horribly. Like, I was watching the documentary and he was interviewed in it. Mm-hmm. And I really think that they, they really, they had a long relationship. They did. They had a very long relationship, longer than I thought. And I'm just like, how did this happen? Industry people, you know, talk about like, you know, we have a conversation around like having, like being in relationships with people when you don't have sex with them. Mm-hmm. I feel like after a while, when you become a celebrity for so long, you have so many options of who you can actually date. Sure. Yeah. So like, given so to me, that, it doesn't seem weird. It was Jermaine Dupree. I don't know. I just like you get like this legend, like Janet Jackson, coming from this legendary family, and you're just like, I don't know. Jermaine Dupree just wasn't. 
wasn't wasn't what I saw. Bingo card of all the options that she could have had. Nor did I see Jermaine Dupree. Jermaine Dupree was like the free space. <laughs> did the spirit of Harriet just hop into you? <laughs> I think so. Whatever do you mean? <laughs> the wig came on. <laughs> he said he's the free space. Damn bitch. Uh, listen. Okay, so I had I had this question for you. At the drag show where you were, where people were just asking you questions about what is it, Avenue something. <laughs> the torture session? I wanted to ask you that night, now that we are months in to Renaissance, if there was one song that you had to take off the album now, because we asked this on the Renaissance episode, but now that we're into it, is there's one song on the album that you had to take off. Let's insert clip of whatever I said last time. <laughs> Your feelings and emotions have not changed at all about this album at all. You know, actually, um, if I were to take, which I'm only taking this one song off just because it is a little bit like, what vegetable is sitting amongst these fruits? Like, you know those two, those two things, like, what's different about these pictures, these two pictures? Mm-hmm. And it would be all up in your mind. Now, albeit, that was the first number I ever performed off of Renaissance, was I did All Up In Your Mind. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Sure. It sonically just felt like that came from a different project. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't sit as much with the rest of the album yes agreed that's um, the only thing i could think of maybe that would that was like if she did a re-release and that was the deluxe album yeah like that was an extra i could see it like because it's in it's in the fabric it's just i don't know it it, it, it doesn't blend as well it does with not the rest of the album and but it is kind of like a nice palette cleanser when you get to the rest of the songs after i mean there aren't that many songs after Three songs after that one. Was it America Has a Problem? America Has a Problem, Pure Honey, and Summer Renaissance. Something about it makes sense why it is there. And I need her. Because I don't have the vocabulary or the insight into why she chose that. But something about that gives me a little bit of a break. Because Heated had just happened, right? No, Thick happened. Heated, Thick, and then All Up up In Your Mind. mind. Mm -hmm. I, I, I still would probably miss it. Yeah, because I don't think you, you know, can go tomorrow, from thick to America has a problem. Yeah, like it, it's it's needed there as like something is needed. It's there. a filler queen. Ooh, Daryl. <laughs> you know, it's there. It's serving its purpose. We have a little bit of a storyline, and then we're getting to the other meat and potatoes. Who's <laughs> got that D for me? Bump, 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 bump. <laughs> but yeah, no, like in that vein, like that's actually my answer too. Go ahead. Coffee could also go. Oh! How dare you? How very dare you? I need you to explain yourself right now. When I first listened through it, that was not my favorite song. And I felt like it was a skippable song. Ooh! You're so wrong. Oh, God. But it's also in the same vein of... All up in your mind. Cuff It, I do think, is the only track on the album 
that could have come from a different Beyonce album altogether. Not made in the same... I won't say it's not made in the same fabric. But, like, I think of that and I think of songs like Love on Top. I think of songs like, you know, just the level of repetition, the the sort of pop focus that it has. Like, I'm actually surprised that... Actually, no, I'm not surprised that it wasn't the single to introduce the album because it's very clear that she wanted to take this album a different direction. And that's why it ended up being Break My Soul. But if we were thinking about, like, four-era Beyoncé... I think that Cuff It would have been the one that was released. Yeah, it's like Love on Top's older sister. Yeah. Yeah. And I love Love on Top, and I love the album for... That album is when I really became a Beyonce fan. I still... uh, I liked her a lot, loved her in Destiny's Child, loved the albums before that. Well, most of them before that. But, like, to me, those two... Yeah. ...are very... Why are these vegetables with these fruits? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, Cuff It has grown on me, and so is actually, actually, I really don't listen to Olive New Line that much anymore. Ooh. But I think about it. <laughs> but I think, I think about, about it. it. <laughs> so it sounds like you're you're at a place where you can start, you don't have to start from the beginning and go through the entire album. You can pick out songs now. Like, if I know Beyonce, All Up In Your Mind will be used as a transition during her concert. To mm-hmm. get to something else. She will not be on stage. She will have a visual for it on the screen. It There's a visual. There. Costumes are being changed. Costumes are being changed. Mm-hmm. That is what All Up In Your Mind will be doing. But I don't think I will ever see her do that song live. Oh, but I would love her to hear her do that rap, though. I don't think she's going to do it. All right. Well, I guess that's that. <laughs> Any other, uh. You know, every time you, t- you bring out the word visual, she pushes it back a day. Listen. At least I wasn't asking for it this time. I didn't even say it first. You did. But she had it in, she's like, it was implied. Ugh. <laughs> you know, Blue Ivy got spies everywhere. She's like, it was implied. Push it back a week. Ugh. Right now it's coming out in 2077. Shut up. The remixes are becoming fire. I haven't heard any new remixes since, um, well, the, the only remix, remix I really like was the mashup with the, wow, the break, why can I? Break Your Soul with Madonna's Vogue? No, 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 no. Oh, oh the plastic off the yes. sofa and cranes in the sky? Yes. That is pretty good. Chef's Kiss. Um, I like the, uh, the mashup with Virgo's Groove and Hit Different. I haven't heard it. Oh, it's good. Okay, where can I find it? Uh, I can send it to you because it took a, it was a little it was a little bit of a search. Okay, yeah, like I keep trying to find like official remixes. There's not a lot of official remixes because oh no, she doesn't really do that anymore. Yeah, do you remember that era of like everything having a remix? Yeah, yeah, that was a good time. And then some of the remixes got more popular than the originals, and then sometimes they both would stand up really well. Yeah, that was a good time. I will say Beyonce hadn't had really good mixes. In her early career, I was just like, mm. except for the Timbaland one for Bootylicious. Yeah. That one hit hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I haven't heard that in a long time. Thank you for reminding me of that. Hello? Hi. Yes, yes. He didn't mention the visual, but we were only talking about like visuals of all of your mind. Like, not what you
And we're back. I just want to know who you are calling or getting calls from. Sorry. Um, are you I interning at I signed an NDA. Oh, my God. I signed an NDA, Ari. Um, Did you ever listen to her saying fuck yet? Yes. Did you listen to it? Phenomenal. <laughs> Strength, courage, and fucking, fucking wisdom. wisdom. <laughs> uh, I gink. I think I gink. I think that brings us to our... Uh, our hot takes. I have one. I'm going <laughs> to first this time. Okay. I'm proud of you. On behalf, and I think I can speak for this for the other drag performers, either give us the money or don't. But playing whack-a-mole with that little crusty dollar bill that's in your hand is the most blood boiling and raging thing like we have we're trying to put on a performance believe it or not we have thought things out and trying to get to spaces you who keep teasing this one dollar that you're going to maybe or maybe not give me i will leave it you have one chance to tip me after that i'm out the door period periana i don't understand what is the point just like if you want attention from us keep giving me dollars because then i'll keep going back to you but just Playing Heidi Poke, Heidi, hide and seek with your dollar bills. We're not playing that game. I want to know what game is Heidi Poke. <laughs> Swear I put a little tie around your eyes. Mm. And you guess where I'm poking you? Yeah, no, that's that got real bad real fast. Okay, well, thank you, my dear. Yes. Mine is less of a hot take and more of a PSA this week. Uh, in the same vein of um, behavior at drag shows, if you go to a bar and there's a drag show happening and you don't want to be at the drag show, leave. Just leave. Don't sit in the back talking super loudly with your friends, distracting from the drag queen. Don't make snarky remarks or make faces or talk shit about what's happening on the stage or talking about how much you don't want to be there. Just leave. The drag queens put a lot of time and energy into what they're performing, how they're dressing. Just having to sit and do their makeup and get into their look is enough for you to give them some respect in their space. If you don't want to be there... Just leave the bar. There are plenty of other bars you can go to, plenty of other things that you can be doing, especially in fucking New York City. Don't stand in the back talking shit loud enough for other people to hear you. Just leave. Purr. That's it. That's all. Purr. <sighs> and it's our space, not your space. Our space. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mixed Rock Bar, let them know where they can find you. You can find me on the first, second, and fourth Fridays at, at Rock Bar. You can find me on the third Thursdays of each month at Rock Bar for Friendly Black Hotties. You can find me on the Instagrams at Harriet underscore Tugsman. Where can they find you, babes? They can find me at J-A-X-X Chillmonger on the Instagrams. Of course, you can find both of us at Take Me Off Podcast on both Instagram and the Tickety Tops. And if you have any games, any questions, any would you rathers for us, please feel free to reach out. You can send us a DM or shoot us an email at WTMOS 
podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's WTMOS podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we also love uh, reviews. If you have yes. anything that you want to tell us, if you're liking what you're listening to, uh, please, please leave us a review. We love reading them. We do. And we also like it's also an easy way without having to share us. The more you highly rate us on these platforms, the more that these platforms will see that and start spotlighting us organically because they are seeing that people are listening and rating the show. So please take some time to show us some love on there. If you have concerns, thoughts, feedbacks, please send it to your mama because we don't care. Because this is what? <laughs> Our, Our show. show. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for tuning in to listen to us and hope you have a blessed and highly flavored day. Wait, how did that go? It was okay. Yeah? Yeah. Sundays, I feel like Sundays and brunch. Hit or miss? It's hit or miss. Okay. I feel like Saturdays are the sweet spot because at that time you're committed like, I ain't got shit to do on Sunday. I can mm. be hungover. True. So we will be back next month for the blessed and highly flavored brunch. Yes. We will be trying it out on a Saturday. Ooh, yay. Oh. All right, girl, I gotta go. Bye. Bye.